Take your Bible, go to 2 Thessalonians and chapter 1. Well, glory to God. Thank you, team. I love that song. I, I like that. That's good stuff. Thank you for sharing with us uh, today and leading us as we give praise unto the Father. Now, next Sunday is the 4th of July, and we're going to have a great preaching prayer meeting in this building, both 9.30 and 11 o'clock. So I want you to come. The real fireworks going to be here, not at the beach, all right? So uh, you come. We're going to ask God to, uh, to firefall uh, among us and do a great work as we pray for revival in America, revival in the church, revival in me, and revival in you. And so you join us. So I've been preaching about prayer, about uh, from the prayers of Paul. We come to a fourth one uh, today that we find in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, where Paul prays for the church at Thessalonica. Now, Paul spent less, he spent less than a month in this city. Three Sabbath days, the Bible says in uh, 17 of Acts. He was there three Sabbaths, preaching and teaching, and then he was gone. And so for that less than a month, he was there, but God raised up a church, and he's praying for that church in this prayer in his writing back to that church at Thessalonica. And he writes these words in 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 11. To this end also we pray. We pray for you. We pray for you always that our God will count you worthy of your calling and fulfill every desire for goodness and the work of faith with power so that the name of our Lord Jesus will be glorified in you and you in Him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. If you think back to the Old Testament, Moses had some great times of prayer, and one of those is found in Exodus 33. He prayed for two things. He said, first of all, in Exodus 33 and verse 13, Lord, let me know your ways, the ways of our great God. And then in verse 18, he asked, Lord, show me your glory. Spurgeon says he believes that is the greatest line of intercession ever prayed by human tongue. Lord, show me your glory. What a request. And God said, I will show you my goodness and that I will be good to whom I will be good and I will reject whom I will reject. So seeing his glory was found in goodness and sovereignty. All the prayers of God's people. Moses prayed. And here in this text, Paul prays again for the church. Now notice what he prays in verse 11. There's a lot in this. Look at it. To this end, we're praying for you always that God will count you worthy of your calling. He's praying God counts you worthy of your calling, of the calling to come to Christ. Well, that's a great line, but I'm not preaching on that today. And secondly, he had fulfilled every desire for goodness. Well, that's a great prayer. God would give us the desires to be good, and there's a lot of preaching there, but I'm not preaching on that today. 
and for the work of faith with power. God knows we need that. We, we need faith so the power of God will work. That's a sermon for another time. But in verse 12, he says, we're praying for you always that the name of the Lord Jesus will be glorified in you and you would be glorified in him. I want to take apart a few minutes Paul's prayer for glory to be in the church at Thessalonica. That Jesus would be glorified. And it's my prayer that it all, if Jesus would be glorified among us and in you and through you that he would get glory. Now, if that's going to happen, we, we got to remember some things. First of all, we don't know anything about glory. Matter of fact, the Bible says in Romans 3 verse 23, we've all sinned and we have come short of the glory of God. We, we, we can't touch it. We, we don't know about why. Because we're sinners. We want glory for ourselves. That's our biggest problem. Uh, rule number one, never make God number two. You got it? You're not first. I'm not. God is. And if you move him to second place, you've moved something else into the place and seat of glory. You, you can't seek your own glory. Jesus said in John 8, verse 50, he didn't come seeking his own glory. He sought the glory of the Father. And when you start seeking your glory, we're in a mess. When our church starts seeking its own glory, we're in a mess. We start touting what we think. We, well, we hadn't done anything. We can't do anything. We don't know how. It's all to the glory of God. The psalmist says it best. And I want you to help me. I want you to read it with some fire and gusto, uh, with some zip. Out of Psalm 24, beginning in verse 7. Read these words out loud with the pastor. Read it like you mean. Read it with some oomph in you, all right? Here, here we go. Psalm 24, verse 7. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Then there's a word there that says, take a pause, take a moment, take a breath. Selah. Who's the King of glory? Not you. Not me. Not even us collectively. He is the king of glory. We should give him glory. How do we give him glory today? 
Well, at Olive, we need to learn to give Him glory. And that's what I want to talk to you about for a few minutes today. Paul's praying for it to happen. I'm asking God for it to happen and that God would teach us about how to give Him glory. I want to give you five applications of this prayer of asking God to glorify Himself in us, among us, and through us. How, how does He glorify Himself? Well, let's look at them. Number one, we give glory at Olive by first by salvation by salvation. When people get saved, we give God glory. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says it this way, therefore having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we exult in hope and in the glory of God. When you get saved, friend, it's not about you. Matter of fact, you can't do anything to get yourself saved. For by grace are you saved. That through faith, you just receive what God provides. And when you do, you give Him glory. Boy, this week, we, we had a great week. There's 850 people plus every day here on this campus. It's like kicking an anthill. There's kids everywhere. Thursday, we gave the gospel. Those kids came, sat all over this stage and up in the sides, and, and we saw them coming. There's a picture. Somebody captured it. There's two little girls. They're sitting right there on that step with a, an adult sitting there looking at a hole in there, and those two little girls are just weeping and weeping and asking Jesus to say, let me tell you, friend, that is the glory of God. God gets glory when that little boy, that little girl, in the morning, early service, six, seven, I don't know, people were baptized. There were three. It was a, a daddy and two grown sons. I'm telling you, God got glory. When that father led the way and was baptizing, those two big strapping boys came behind him. I don't know, they looked to me to be about 16, 18, 20, I'm not sure. Big. Man, they, they went in that water and they come up. Everybody started clapping. I was sitting right down here. I, I couldn't help it. I said, I know the sermon's coming. I said, glory to God. When we get saved, it's not glory to us. It's glory unto the Father. VBS, through those salvations, glory to God. How does God get glory at this church when people come by faith through grace to get saved. Some of you sit in this room today, you've never been saved. You used to die today, you'd go to hell. But Jesus says, come unto me, and I'm telling you, if you come running to him, he'd save you. And when he does, he gets glory in you and through you. Evangelism, salvation is the way this church glorifies Jesus. Secondly, we give God glory through unity through unity. That's what Jesus said in John 17, verses 20 through 21. He said, I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word, that they may all be what? One. One. Even as you, Father, and I are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory which you have given me, I've given unto them, look at it right here, that they may be one, just as we are one. It's the unity of the faith that brings glory. The church come together. Friend, there are a lot of personalities in this church. Mm. 
but one purpose. There are a lot of characters in this church. Just come ride with me for seven days. I'll show you some characters. There are a lot of characters in this church. There's just one Christ, and we are to gather around. You can't just believe anything and be a follower of Christ, but, but when you come to Him and you believe that He is and that He died and He rose and you come together, He brings us from every tribe, every race, every ethnicity, every background, every region. He brings us, and when we become one, we give him glory. I'm working on a message right now out of Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. I'll preach it to the Florida Baptist Convention later this year. They've assigned us a text, and that text is Philippians 1, 27. And it talks about being one, one together in one spirit. And then it says that we, and this is going to be what I'm going to preach on, is that they strive together. We got enough striving apart. We got people fighting one another, but... When you bring glory to God, you strive together. That word striving together is just one Greek word, and it begins with A-L-T-O-S, alphos. We get the word wrestling out of that word. Athleticism comes out of that word. It's like being on a team. You got the offense, you got the defense, you got the special teams, and they all come together for one reason. That is take that ball and put it over the goal line so that you can score. Well, let me tell you, that's what the church is about. Some people have this job, some have that, some have this, some do another, but we all are taking the gospel and moving it to the goal line. That's our job. We strive together. And when we do that together, we bring glory to God. When we fuss and fight and fume and kick and cuss, we don't give Him glory. You may get glory for yourself, but you don't get glory for Jesus. God draws us together to make us one. I'm amazed how God didn't put this church together, let alone all the churches and all the ethnicities and all the background. He just made me the pastor over one crowd. My job is to bring us together around the gospel. Different people have different ideas. And there are different ways to do a lot of things. You can get to 10 a lot of different ways. 8 plus 2, 5 plus 5, 7 plus 3. But you got to get to 10. You see, our unity will give Him glory. You let it go out in the community that there's a divide in the church, and oh, it goes. Oh, man. It spreads. You let the people of God come together for the things of God, there'll be glory. How do we give Him glory to Olive? We give Him glory through salvation. We give Him glory through unity. Thirdly, we give Him glory through generosity. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 13. Look at this verse. Because of the proof given by this ministry, they will glorify God for your obedience to your confession of the gospel of Christ and for the liberality of your contribution to them and to all. In that verse, we are to be generous in two ways. We are to be generous with the gospel and with our money. We are to be generous with our money and with the gospel. We're to tell everybody about Jesus. We're, we're to tell the gospel story. Yesterday, I had a funeral for one of our aged members. It was at 1 o'clock. If anybody asks, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it is hot in the graveyard. 
I just finished that. I was ringing with I had a little dry stitch, and I came back through, pick up something at the church. I was driving back, and I went back through here. And there were two boys out here on the back ball field, and they were working out. They had cones set up, and they were doing routes and running and throwing and going. And they, Man, they were ringing wet. I'd seen them out there earlier in the week. I didn't know who they were. I said, Lord, if I come by again, I'm going to stop. So it was Saturday afternoon, it's moving toward 3 o'clock, and they're out there, boy, I mean, it's hot. I could tell they were athletes. I mean, they were men. I just pulled a car up and got out. I had on a suit and tie, and I walked out through there. I said, hey, guys, how you doing? I said, I said y'all working out? And I said, yeah. I said, y'all play ball somewhere? I said, yeah. And they told me up in the Northeast. Northeastern part of the United States. So we play football. We're in junior college. We're in football. I said, man, you got to get in shape. He said, they're going to put you through it here in about 10 weeks. They said, that's what we're doing. I said, well, I'm the pastor of the church here. And, and I want you to know that we have a message. We preach it. And I'd like to share it with you. And so my opportunity to just talk with them. They told me they knew the Lord. We had a good fellowship. So we got done. I said, well, hey, it's free. to you Just use this all you want to. Just work out. Uh, but I said, now, I, I want to tell you something. I said, if either one of you boys signs an NFL contract, <laughs> the first check you write is to Olive Baptist Church. I said, if you're going to work out on my green, you're going to send me your green, all right? See, right there, I, I lived out this text, right, right, right there. I, I, I was generous with the gospel, and I asked them to be generous with their money. Amen. <laughs> hey, dear friend, you, you need to tell somebody about Jesus. That's how we glorify Christ in this church is with the gospel, uh, the generosity of the giving of it, the telling of it. On the eighth day of August, we're going to have a great training event on Sunday night. I'm praying we can train 100-plus evangelists. I want two in every school that we have kids in. I want in every uh, field of study at University of West Florida and Pensacola State College. I, I want people there sharing the gospel on all those campuses where you work as an adult, wherever you are. I want an evangelist. I want you trained. I want you telling, and I want you to talk the gospel. He said, Preacher, I'm scared. Amen, you ought to be scared. If you think you can do it by yourself, you need to be broken. But God will use you. We'll train you. You be generous. And when you're generous with the gospel, you'll give glory to God. Because it's not about you. But not only are you to be generous with the gospel, you'd be generous with your money. I want to encourage you that you become a tither. Make a hundred, you give ten. I have people all the time, I ever mention money, they say, all right, that's all y'all do down there. You just talk about money all the time. I say, well, that's a lie from hell. That's the first time I've mentioned it today. <laughs> it's not all I talk about. I talk about it a lot. It's part of my job to talk about it. It's our job to give it. My job to talk about it. Friend, we don't do Bible school last week unless we give it. We, we don't send missionaries around the world unless we give it. We, we don't have the cares house unless we give it. 
We don't help the hungry and the poor unless we give it. And friend, you'll glorify God by being generous with your tithe, with your offering under the Lord. Amen. Give him glory. Fourthly, not only do we give him glory through salvation, unity, generosity, but through praise, through praise. Now I want you to look at this Old Testament passage. They're dedicating the temple. And, and we come to 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. Look at it. It's up here on the board. I want you to see it. Look, look at it right here. In unison, they're, they're coming in. They're dedicating the new temple. And in unison, when the trumpeters and the singers were to take, make themselves heard with one voice to praise, and there's our word, glorify the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice and accompanied by trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, and when they praise the Lord saying, he indeed is good for his loving kindness is everlasting. Then the house, this is the new temple, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. But watch this, so that the priest could not stand the minister because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. Oh, my soul. The glory came in that time of praise. We need to sing. We need to play. We need to praise. We need to shout. John Tyner should never, ever have to beg us to sing. I mean, God saves you. You got a song in your soul. You ought to sing. Many play their instrument here. Some of you ought to consider doing that. Others need to be a part of the music program, but we're all a part of the music program here because we sing together. But we've lost the ability. Baptists have lost the ability to shout. We've lost our shout. It's easy just to kind of settle in Now, a misplaced shout is a bad thing in church. You got to know when to shout. But there's a time. I'll never forget it. I was at Man on the Mountain, New Home Baptist Church, little country church. They have a Bible conference, and I was helping them get speakers. They asked me if I could get my good friend, Dr. Fred Luter, pastor over in New Orleans, past president of Southern Baptist Convention, great African-American preacher. I said, I'll invite Fred. So he came, and I sat on the front row with him. He was able to come that year. About halfway through the song, the choir was singing. There's an old boy about halfway back, stood up. He said, Woo! Glory to God! People started shouting. I'll never forget it. Brother Fred reached over and grabbed my leg right there. He leaned and he said, What is that? I said, oh, that's just some old mountain boy that hadn't got much education. He just got happy in the Holy Ghost. 
I never will forget. I'll, I'll go to my grave or till I get Alzheimer's. Dr. Luter looked over at me and he said, my God, son, we don't even do that in the black church in Louisiana. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I said, well, y'all might ought to learn. That old boy just got happy is what they called it. Friend, I'm, I'm telling you, there is a place where we need to give verbal assent to the glory of God. It's an amen. It's a praise the Lord. It's a yes, sir. Yes, go. Oh, hallelujah. If we lose our shout, we keep glory for ourselves. I think one of my favorite stories in all of the Word of God is Luke 5. Jesus was in the house, and they couldn't, and you couldn't get in because it was crammed full. And, and four guys, you know the story, brought the paralytic, and they each got on a corner, and, and they brought him on his bed, and they couldn't get in, so they went up on the roof. <laughs> they tore the roof back. Well, I'd love to see the finance committee about that and the building grounds bunch. And, and, and they tore the and they let him down, and, and there he was right in front of Jesus, and the Lord touched him and healed him. And that was okay, but then he said, Rise, your sins have been forgiven. Boy, that caused a fuss. People said, Who are you? You can't forgive sin. And immediately, the Bible says he got up before them, and he picked up what he'd been lying on. And he went away home glorifying God. But that wasn't the best part. They were all struck with astonishment and began glorifying God. And they were filled with fear and they said, we have seen remarkable things today. Friend, when you see the remarkable things of the grace of God, you'll give him praise. When that old boy that's been so lost and dark and gone, God changes him. You'll say glory to God. Praise his blessed name. Praise gives glory unto Jesus. There's one last thing I want you to see. Fifthly, obedience. Obedience gives God glory in Olive Baptist Church. When we obey. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse number 20, you've been bought with the price, therefore glorify God where? In your body. In your body. Paul said in Romans chapter 12 and verse number 1 that you were to present your bodies to God, a living and a holy sacrifice. It's your spiritual service of worship. We are to give our bodies to Him. Philippians chapter 1, that Christ is exalted in my body. And he goes on to say, whether I live or whether I die, let me exalt the name of the Lord. Listen to me now. Listen. In your body, you got to obey God in your body. You, you must be sexually pure. Sexually pure. One man, one woman, under marriage, sexual purity. That brings glory to God. You, you need verbal purity. You, you don't need to let stuff come out of your lips that would defame your testimony and make people doubt whether you know the Lord. You, you need 
marital purity. But you've pledged. I did that funeral yesterday in 60 years they'd been married. Been in your body. Now here's a bit of good news. When you get to glory, you get a new one. Now that doesn't mean much to some of y'all right now. But just trek on down the road a little while and you'll be glad for that passage. Amen. Titanium. <laughs> Celestial. I get on an airplane, I'll hear people, they say, has they got any knees or hips or whatever? And say, some of these people, I mean, they walk through that Geiger counter, and I mean, it... it Sounds like an explosion. They got all new parts. I'm telling you, we're going to a place where we don't get all new parts. We get all new us. But until then, in the body you have, you should give Him glory. There's a little girl in Romania watching me right now. Tori. Tori's given God glory in her body. She was so ill as a little girl and God's touched her but even in the middle of her illness she's given God glory in her body she gives him glory for the healing I love that little girl she's become a teenager now she had to go to church early this morning now her daddy makes her watch at night to watch us she loves the Lord and she gives him glory in obedience with her body how about you? Are, are you giving God glory through your body? Habits you have, places you go, things you say. Is your body a temple of the Holy Spirit? You, you give it to Him. Romans 12, 1 again. You, you give Him that as a living sacrifice. Just give Him glory. There's an old hymn in the hymnal. It's number four in the Baptist book. John's going to start singing it, and I just want you to sit right there where you are. We're going to sing the first stanza. And then we're going to go to the third stanza in this service. And on that third stanza, John's going to drop out, and we're going to do it a cappella. But on the first stanza, John and I are going to help you. We'll sing. Our microphones will be on, and then they'll drop us out. But let's just sing it. You, if you've been a Baptist 30 minutes, you know this song. If you've never been a Baptist, you may not know this song. Let's sing it, John. Here we go. To God be the glory, great things he hath done. So loved he the world that he gave us his son, who yielded his life atonement for sin and open the life gate that all may go in praise the lord praise the lord let the earth hear him 
his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory. Great things he hath done. Go sing it, John. Great things he hath taught us. Great things he hath done. never given your life to Him, give Him glory today. If you never joined this church and ought to do it, come. Be obedient. Give Him glory. Carrying a burden, just come. We'll pray over you right here. Just bow your life before heaven. On these stanzas of invitation, God throws open the door. If you're watching today online, Text me. Text me at 94,000. Just send me that word, Savior. I'll be thrilled to reach back to you. Our team will reach back to you. Pray with you. We had several text us last week. We'd love you just to reach into our hearts so we can reach into yours. If you're in this room, you need to respond to God's invitation. Come right now. I'm standing here. John will be here. Sam will be here. We're glad to pray. Help you in this invite to give him glory. Give him glory. While we're singing, God's calling. That's it. You come. You come just now. God love you in the way.